Yo, 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 it's your girl and boy CT. I'm Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we are the founders of the Overcomers Podcast. Sponsored by Journey 333. That is a place of mind, body, spirit that helps you with fitness, coaching, and nutrition to look better, live better, and feel better. We produce these episodes every week for your enjoyment to help people to overcome adversity and live their dreams. Yo, 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 it's your girl and boy CT. I'm Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we are the founders of the Overcomers Podcast. The Overcomers Podcast is sponsored by Journey 333. Now that's a lot of threes. That's a place of mind, body, spirit, fitness, coaching, and nutrition, where we help you to look better, live better, and feel better. Today's guest, Pauline Wynn. Can't wait to tell you all about her escaping war-torn Vietnam as a toddler, then going over to Australia. Uh, she was co-founder of the world's most awarded Vietnamese restaurant, the Red Lantern. She's Australia's 50, top, in top 50, uh, influential female entrepreneurs. Most recently, most recently, she wrote a book that was awarded uh, Best Entrepreneur, uh, The Way of the Spiritual Entrepreneur, Seven Secrets to Unlocking uh, the Stress and Being Unshakable in Business. In fact, I'm going to ask Pauline to just help me a little bit about that book uh, title. And <laughs> but you know what, Pauline, welcome to the show. Yeah, I love your energy, guys. Thank you so oh. much for the introduction. Um, 333 is also a very famous Vietnamese beer. Triple three is a lucky number. Um, the book is called The Way of the Spiritual Entrepreneur, The Seven Secrets to Becoming Fearless, Stress-Free and Unshakable in Business and in Life. And oh, it won okay. Best Entrepreneurship and Small Business Book Award. Uh, best awesome. Entrepreneurship and Small Business Book Award. Congratulations yeah. on that. That's awesome. You know, I, when I was reading about you and learning about you, I was just like, wow, I'm so excited to have her on the show. If we could, since uh, I introed you that way, could we start a little bit where, you know, you were leaving war-torn Vietnam and, and coming to Australia and, and just, you know, some of the things you had to to go through because I mean it wasn't a short trip to wind up on the shores of Australia either uh yeah. so if you could you know give our audience a little bit of uh history about you if you would uh, of course I, I'd love to it especially pertinent to the uh theme of your podcast the yeah. overcomers podcast it's all about overcoming isn't it and all about healing especially during these very um, interesting times where it's not just the focus on post-traumatic stress but also post-traumatic healing yeah. Um, post-traumatic growth, how we've overcome it all. So um, my just after the Vietnam War, my father built a boat and smuggled us out to the South China Sea. Um, he was determined that, look, if we died, we'd all die together. Anything was better than the re-education camps. Um, he'd say, you know, it's not enough that they take our freedom. They want to take our thoughts as well. And so I was three years old. Uh, my brother, Lewis was two. Um, my parents had no idea that my mother was also pregnant at the time. Um, we spent nine days out at sea. I have to say that we were the lucky ones because we escaped before the Thai pirates caught wind of the bounty that would be at sea in the multiple waves of um, uh, escapees later on. So we um, escaped and we avoided um, being marauded and attacked um, like so many of my country um, men and women did in those days. Um, after nine days out at sea, we spent a year in a refugee camp in Thailand. 
Uh, we were only meant to spend a few months there, but we spent a year there. And my, it's where my brother Luke was born. He was born in a lean-to tent. And uh, in 1978, Australia finally accepted us. And so if you can imagine having spent nine days out at sea, having um, fought in the war, uh, my father came into this new country with nothing. We had nothing. With two, two, new, um, two young children, a newborn, my mother also had tuberculosis as well as coming into a new country. So there was a lot of trauma, a lot of trauma that my father um, held within himself as well as all the pressures of this new country and having to um, make do. And so he had nowhere to dump his anger, but on my mother and soon he dumped his anger on us kids as well. So growing up was uh, not a pleasant experience for many of us, um, especially for my family. My father, uh, his answer to everything was violence because that's how he was brought up by his father and his father's father. And so trauma gets passed down the generations. Um, so that is a big chunk of my story and what I had to overcome. Um, but there are beautiful parts of that story as well. Yeah, you know, there's a couple of things that I'm not familiar with and I'm guessing that some of our listeners might not be either. Um, well, the first question I had was, I, I had no idea that there were things called re-education camps. And yeah. I guess what you're saying is those were the camps where you would be put in these camps and told how you were going to think going forward. Is that Brainwashed. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, and what size was that boat that, let's say there was four of you soon to be five out, out there on this boat for nine days in the South China it, Sea? It, there was, there was actually all up 12 people. Oh, so, 12. Um, so three couples and their children. And the wives, the wives and the children were um, hidden underneath. And so in their escape, rather than escaping from, you know, hidden shores, they escaped right out of this, the center of town. They disguised themselves as fishermen. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're on a fishing <laughs> boat. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Oh, and, uh, and so then you wind up in Thailand where yeah. you spent a year in a refugee camp and you said it was, uh, was it your younger brother that was born in a lean-to tent? Is that what you said? Yes, my youngest brother, Luke. Luke Wynn, you may know him. He's quite the famous chef. Okay, all right, awesome, awesome. And so from there, and, you know, of course, uh, you know, a childhood of uh, physical and emotional abuse, you know, to overcome. But somewhere along the way, you wind up on the shores of Australia, you know, and I can hear the Australian uh, as we yes. talk today, you know. So how did that come to be? It really is potluck, Travis. Um, I think in those years, everyone was hoping that America would accept. Um, but circumstances had it that we were there for a long time. And um, the Australian government at the time, the prime minister, um, opened, opened the gates for uh, new immigrants. That's how we ended up in Australia. Wow. Okay. And so... Uh, from Australia uh, to becoming the woman that you are today, you know, a sought after speaker, you know, an influential entrepreneur and author, um, you know, must have been quite a journey. I'm sure it wasn't a straight path to success. You know, can you can you share a little bit about that? You know, how you go from, you know, escaping war torn Vietnam to a refugee in Thailand to being oh, accepted no. into Australia to just the amazing person that you are today. Uh, I can't wait to talk about uh, as a spiritual entrepreneur, because I'm always about the spirit. But uh, yeah, can you share a little bit about how you went from there to, to where you are today? <laughs> of course. So um, 
let's talk about entrepreneurship then to, to, to get to where we are. My father was quite the entrepreneur. Um, he moved us out when we left the refugee camp. We moved to a, a location in Australia called Cabramatta um, in the um, uh, southwest of Sydney. And so many of his friends had found a home in Cabramatta because they were able to uh, assist one another with business, um, find camaraderie, um, ease their loneliness. And he found a prime location in the heart of Cabramatta's bustling commercial district. And we opened Cabramatta's very first video library. Um, I often said, why a video library? But at the time, if you can imagine, it's post-war. So the blockbuster releases at the time were born on the 4th of July, full metal jacket, platoon, good morning, Vietnam. It was all, all that um, genre. And he also opened Cabramatta's very first uh, ice cream parlor. I made the ice cream. It was delicious. I started working full-time when I was seven. Um, my brother Lewis started working full-time when he was six and Luke started working when he was three or four. And um, we are more resilient than what we give ourselves credit for, right? Um, I was helping making food, running tables. Um, he also was Cabramatta's very first barista. We cap cappuccinos were all the rage at the time. It was during the 80s, so they were, you know, the 10 centimetres high, centimetres <laughs> frothing. Um, and he also had a, um, a very popular restaurant. That's what we're known for, um, selling exquisite Vietnamese food. And also he had a driving school on the side. So he was quite the entrepreneur. That's where my entrepreneurial spirit came. Um, uh, our work ethic was literally beaten into us, <laughs> literally beaten into us. Um, as well, we had to get good grades uh, because uh, my father was determined that the sacrifices he and my mother made would be honoured, right? So uh, there was a lot of pressure on us, uh, us kids. But I have to say, um, now looking back, I have a choice to say either I was a victim or the beneficiary. Um, I choose to see all of that as uh, that I'm the beneficiary of it because that was my training. Um, I have a ferocious work ethic now. We all do. I have three brothers. And I think I got the taste of what mastery was all about as a very young child observing and witnessing my parents um, create recipes that were so perfect, but not that they can be better. And so there was a constant tweaking of the ice cream recipes. It was constant tweaking of the, even the waffle cones and the, the beef dishes and the, and the coffee grains. It was all, all tweaking and mastery. And so um, 16, 17 years old, lots of domestic abuse. And I just decided that this is not going to be my life. My life cannot be like this. And I ran away from home um, with the assistance of my brothers. Um, my father and his men searched for me for many years. I was in hiding for a number of years, but I got really good grades um, in high school and I was determined to not throw it all away. So I put myself through university, um, learned a whole lot about business and uh, uh, journalism and movie making and entrepreneurship and uh, pretty much held my own since then. And was I have this knack of attracting um, mentors and teachers and coaches. And I think, uh, and you guys would know, right, it's, it's the ones who actually execute um, that, that attract the, the top 
mentors and, and coaches, and same as myself, if I'm going to coach someone and they just don't execute, we're all wasting our time. And I think that's why I was able to attract so many wonderful teachers because of my ability to execute fast. Wow, really good, really good. You know, let's highlight that for a second. Uh, that's the law of attraction, in my opinion. Uh, many people think law of attraction that it's woo woo and that it's, uh, you know, we think of something and then all of a sudden, you know, we think of a cup of coffee and it appears. No, we attract who we are. And yep. so if we are a person of excellence, a person who sees opportunity, a person who's willing to work hard. We're going to attract that type of person into our life that may be further down the path than us. Um, I love how you said victim or beneficiary. You know, I, I think that one thing that all overcomers do is that they see their adversity as their advantage. And, you know, here you are talking about being in a physically abusive home that you had to run away from. But if you had not seen the advantages of what you went through, you wouldn't be the woman you are today who is, you know, obviously like, you know, when I look at some of these accolades that you have, you know, top 50 influential female entrepreneurs hand selected as one of the 200 women who will change the way you see the world. You know, it, it had to do with the way that you see things that you can now influence so many. Um, really, really good. Just go ahead. Sydney. Yeah, I um, first of all, I think you're amazing. <laughs> You've really, I mean, oh my goodness, you you went through a ton already with what you've you've told us. Um, when you decided that you and your brothers wanted to run away and go into hiding, uh, personal question: Was your mom still around? Look, my my uh, I did not tell my parents where I was going. My brothers didn't run away with me. They assisted. So they, 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 you went by yourself. I I ran away by myself and bless them. They were the ones who had to um, bear the grunt of it all. Right. (laughs) Um, They also had to pretend to not know where I was. Um, There was no, I, I broke my mother's heart. I put a lot of shame upon my family in those years, but we've all overcome. We've all overcome and we're, yeah. we're, we're leaps and bounds ahead of that time. Um, Travis, when you were mentioning um, uh, the law of attraction, one of the things I teach is what is the first law of the law of attraction? Become attractive. Uh, right, <laughs> Become right, attractive, yeah. right? With the oh. words we speak, the thoughts we think, the things that we, the people we hang around with. And um, I absolutely agree with you. You know, manifestation isn't about, that's amateur manifestation, think and it will be. It's, you've got to go, get off your ass and do it and um, and, and take action because the, 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 the universe, the event managers in the universe reward those who strive right and to strive and and take action and so absolutely manifestation is very much about who you become and then who you attract in order to help you to get to where you want to go faster and uh, and I can speak from direct experience with that um, that my path has been accelerated because when you know where you want to go you know who to take with you right And, and you know what you need to do to attract yeah so you put yourself, I mean, it's an amazing story that you would run away at 16 and then be able to put yourself through university. And, and uh, when you were in uh, university, were you studying business? I mean, you, you kind of describe it as entrepreneurship as something that was hereditary and also beaten into you. So it was nature and nurture. And yes. then, uh, and then what, well, what did you used to study when you were in school? So I, um, I disliked university a lot. Okay. But I knew it was something I had to do. It was, I knew it's something. Um, I, 
I was able to get um, enough grades to do a um, course called Bachelor of Arts in Communications, which is filmmaking, um, journalism, writing, all that um, artistic, creative communication. Um, and along the way, side by side, I also funded my own education and my own life. I worked in uh, some of the top restaurants, hotels under the tutelage of some of the best chefs and sommeliers in Sydney. And I was able to um, acquire those positions because of my experience since I was seven. <laughs> and, and they could see the, the, the work ethic. So um, always promoted very quickly because, um, because of the work ethic and because of that um, determination to achieve. We, we had our work ethic was, was beaten into us, right? Was it that experience in communications that led you to become a, a presenter? So Travis, I, um, in 2007, I released my first book called Secrets of the Red Lantern. And it was a very dark and personal memoir, which I disguised as a cookbook so people would buy it. And so the three emotions that um, connect people are joy, love, and surprise. And if anything, that book uh, surprised a lot of people. Um, I won Debut Writer of the Year for that book. It became an international bestseller and very quickly changed my life from, from that book released in 2007. And um, I was pushed into the speaking circuit, the writers festivals, traveled. And it was at that time where, of course, I had to share my story um, on stage. There's a difference to writing it all. But when presenting on stage, I realized that I hadn't overcome the trauma. I hadn't healed. So what is healing? Healing is when we are no longer that. Um, I was angry. I'm no longer angry. I am sad, I'm no longer sad. I'm jealous, I'm no longer jealous. All those things. So I could not tell my story without getting emotional, without freezing on stage, without my throat drying up. And I had too many experiences like that when I decided I can't be like this on stage. There needs to be some sort of a mastery here. And it was then that I started my very deep, deep personal journey to heal myself and from that, you know, the life we live are the lessons that we teach, right? And so now I um, travel the world and I share my story um, in written word as well as spoken word. And that's how I became a presenter. And uh, I now uh, am with Ode Management, who represent the top 15 non-celebrity speakers in the world. Does that Absolutely. answer your question? <laughs> the limit <laughs> it answers it very well. And, and uh, I like that. I've never heard it said so uh, succinctly, but... Uh, you know, the life we live is the lessons that we teach. That, that's very good. Uh, very good. Um, and, you know, you mentioned the, the cookbook, The Red Lantern. Uh, you know, the, uh, you're the co-founder of the world's most awarded Vietnamese restaurant. And, you know, you talked about being under the tutelage of some great chefs. Uh, at what point did, uh, did was the Red Lantern founded or, you know, how, how did uh, that come to be? Hey, we've been around for 20 years now in what, what? is a very challenging, fickle, saturated difficult industry. Um, I, I think it's because we simply have more grit than anyone else we know. 
You know, there's something to be said for still staying in the game long after the others have given up. We've experienced a multitude of economic downturns. We've experienced times so tough we've fallen to our knees. We were only just recovering from the first COVID lockdown when the second lockdown happened, you know. But, hey, we're still around swinging the bat again and swinging the bat again because it's such an important part of the ecosystem. And I'm often asked, uh, when are you going to give it up, Pauline? It's like, well... You don't give up when it's hard. You give up when it sucks. You give up when it sucks. And um, it hasn't sucked that badly yet. (laughs) But, of course, amongst all of that, there's been some delicious, beautiful um, evolution and growth as well, right? Otherwise, we we wouldn't still be here. Um, So 20 years ago, I uh, came back from living uh, many years in Europe, and my brother Luke, his name's Luke Nguyen, um, he said, okay, I'm going to open uh, my restaurant now. It was one of his dreams to open Red Lantern and really bring Vietnamese cuisine uh, to um, a more formal dining experience rather than home cooks for mica tables. That that has its place and we love that. But also giving um, the, the public an awareness that Vietnamese cuisine does not need to be cheap and cheerful, that it is very much based on quality produce. We care about the environment. We know about our service. We know about our wine. And um, I said, hey, well, let me help you. Let me help you. Um, And I was only going to assist for maybe a year or two um, because, you know, I'm a filmmaker. I was a terrible filmmaker, by the way. Um, And I'm I'm a filmmaker, you know, not that I was any good at it, but that's what I wanted to do. And so we opened Red Lantern and it went off with a bang. Um, And you know, we all knew how to work hard. We didn't know how to work hard and work smart. We, We worked like our parents worked. And we were working 80, 90, 100 hour weeks and um, we had no life. We had no life. I I was so stressed at the time. Uh, I got alopecia, a condition where the hair falls out. And um, it was one evening where we decided that we had to do things very, very differently. And so um, that's where the the real trajectory began when we decided that we weren't going to work like dogs in the business anymore because that was just history repeating itself. That's exactly what our parents did. Yeah. Yeah. A very common uh, mistake, though, for entrepreneurs. Right. You know, I mean, uh, it seems like every promotion I've had in leadership all the way up to being a franchisor has always equated to more hours. Um, yeah. You know, does this book, uh, your latest book, you know, we talked a little bit about the Red Lantern, but the way of the spiritual entrepreneur. Um, you know, can you tell us a little bit about that book? Like, you know, what lessons people might expect to gain from there? Does it have to do with you know, finding that balance or finding the joy in what you do? Or uh, can you talk a little bit about that, if you would? Yes, of course. And so um, spirit, the, the waves of the spiritual entrepreneur, I won't give all the, all the secrets away because you'll have to buy the book, but it's understanding um, uh, quite disruptive concepts such as we do not, it is not about the pursuit of happiness that everyone thinks about. I think the pursuit of happiness is overrated. We're meant to experience the full gamut of emotions. Um, how, how do we learn otherwise? And having coached and, and taught and facilitated so many entrepreneurs, I found that there is a different type of suffering these days, which has been misdiagnosed as a, a psychological suffering. It is a spiritual suffering. 
And I have to make it clear that the spirituality that I teach has nothing to do with religion. Yeah, I, I believe that it's religion that needs spirituality. Spirituality does not need religion. And so what is the spirituality that I teach? It is what do I need to do to feel the way I want to feel in order to remain in spirit and inspired to do my best work? And so it's not about the pursuit of happiness, but what are the tools? What are the lessons? What are the steps so that I can find happiness in the pursuit? And so finding happiness in the pursuit also means that as an entrepreneur, as a spiritual entrepreneur, we're not going to do things the old way. The old ways, as you just mentioned, Travis, is if you're not the first at work and the first to start work and the last to leave, then you're not a real entrepreneur. You know, if you haven't done 100 hours, you don't deserve to be called an entrepreneur. I've worked with so many people like that. I used to be one of them. That does nothing but cause dis-ease and dis-ease and a whole lot of mental and emotional trauma. That doesn't work. There's a new way of doing things. Things and new reasons for doing things differently. And so the, very, the book is very much about how do we become more fearless? Because fear is such a powerful energy if we can transmute it. How can we understand the biological tools as well as the psychological tools to decipher the good things about stress and the bad things about stress? How can we live this life stressing less, being stress-free? And then, of course, the unshakability part. What breath strategy will you use? What uh, tools will you use to become unshakable in the face of any adversity? And let's face it, change is going to happen at a faster rate. Uh, we will enter more uncertainty than ever before. But how can we regulate ourselves, be self-aware enough, be empowered enough to be fearless, stress-free and unshakable in business and in life? So fearlessness, stress-freeness, unshakability, I think they're far, far more powerful traits than happiness, right? Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. Well, let me ask you this. How do you find peace? You mentioned spirituality. You know, life is chaotic and it can be confusing. You know, um, how do you, is there strategies, mantras, routines, uh, things that you use to help create that inner peace where you can spend time in your spirit amongst all the chaos? Yes. And it goes a little bit further as well. It's so if we were to have the timeline of this is where life is, where all the stuff happens. And if we could be, um, practice the ways of the spiritual entrepreneur, it's the next step to be able to regulate ourselves and become in it. But also it's to then be more attractive to consistent synchronicities, gifts, blessings, um, coincidences in life. So there's more to it than just um, managing the status quo. There's more essence and more gifts and beauty around it as well. And so breath work is so important. There's so much information out there on breath work. Um, with my the form of meditation that I teach, I never teach meditation so people can go into bliss. Why on earth would you want to close your eyes to experience bliss? Do you not want to experience bliss with your eyes open? <laughs> Walking in the snow, along the ocean, watching your children, being with your lover, you know, and so that, that becomes habitual when we can get it into our body. 
And so the and as we were mentioning earlier about the law of attraction, the next step after that is when you embody these practices, life becomes full of synchronicities and magic and dreams and desires come true. We start to attract people who want to help us. Why? Because we're vibrating at a higher frequency. We're not heavy with drama and stress and guilt and shame, which has the same vibration as death, right? And, 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 and so we are... Um, armed with tools to recreate our electromagnetic signature. Spirituality is simply physics that has yet to be explained. And so when we understand the biology behind it and the physics behind it, we are going to want to work this body. And you guys know about working the body to be this instrument of consciousness to start magnetizing the players into our orbit to make life a whole lot more fun and to get us to where we want to go faster, right? Whether we repel or attract or be magnetic or not. And that's what um, uh, 2022 will, will be all about, to be magnetic in order for us to grow and attract people and attract relationships, to really manifest what we've been building and alchemizing in the last two years. Wow, that is pure gold. That is, I, you're talking about words that I love, uh, synchronicity. Coincidence, uh, I read a quote the other day. It said, uh, sooner or later, you're going to stop calling them coincidences and realize how powerful you are. And I was like, oh, that's so true. Um, so let I, me just got, I just got chills because people don't know how powerful they really are. You know, and when you, and we, we do the work, and this is the work that I teach my students, we start to speak things into existence and think things into existence because that is the law of quantum physics. To, and that that is the law and life life gets fun right, well you mentioned teaching meditation and you just mentioned your students um uh, you know on what platform or, or like you know <laughs> i mean you're such an entrepreneur right? I, you know, it sounds like you also have time to teach meditation and teach people these principles and and so how how does that how does that work into what everything that you do i mean where do you teach this you know how does that work yes um uh, i i teach it um online so I, I'm, I'm, I, I travel the world, I speak, um, I um, own the restaurant, um, I coach, I mentor, but I also have a solid following of students. Um, and I don't teach meditation as most people would know meditation because it's stillness and bliss and all that stuff which I believe that we should be able to do at any time of the day. You don't need to go into lotus position and get into the meditation that I teach. We call it activation. We meditate and I activate through shamanic practices, through voice, through drum, through rattle, through um, uh, the vibration and the consciousness of my voice. And we go into manifestation mode. Wow. When we go into that zone, we go quantum and we manifest. If you want to, if you want to experience stillness, go do deep rest. I have a deep rest meditation on my website. There's, I'm creating some more. There's three very, very powerful meditations on my website. Um, the one that's called deep healing for the mind and body. I do every day when we go deep into theta delta and we heal from the inside out. And so, but when I uh, facilitate the live activations, it is through to, for people, my, my students around the world, uh, it is to activate, activate dormant DNA. Um, science really only recognizes 5% of our DNA, right? The other 95% they call junk 
DNA. That's DNA from past lifetimes, from potential, that potential that hasn't been tapped. And so that's what we do. I, 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 I go in and do, um, I go into shamanic mode and we activate the dormant potential. It starts with the intention, with the breath and um, with all the soulmatic practices, as well as the somatic and the semantic practices. And we all become badass manifestors. And because we are such a strong unit, we all enter the same vortex and uh, synchronicities and blessings and gifts just happen to all of us so so quickly and we all raise our vibration together. It's a lot of fun. So I do that online, Travis. Well, I can't wait to be one of your students. I know. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. That sounds very interesting to me. Yeah. I would love to. So we find that information on your website. Well, yeah, which is going to go to our next question. Like, you know, whether, yeah. it be your, whether it be your book or whether it be your social media sites, your website, how can people you know, get to learn more from you. You know, that was going to be one of my questions. So let's talk about that. Here we go. Yes, yeah. of course. Um, I have uh, one of my signature courses actually commencing this week. It's called the Spiritual Entrepreneur Accelerator. I used to offer it three to four times a year, but I'm traveling so much now for um, for speaking and um, um, other businesses. I'm offering it once a year, um, but from that we also have the, con, um, uh, what do they call it, a continuation course, um, and that's in perpetuity. Uh, otherwise, you can contact me via my website for one-on-one -on -one coaching, group coaching, um, uh, books, meditations. The meditations rock. They're full of shamanic uh, practices as well as uh, designed, especially designed music, um, NLP, and they are very powerful. And what is that website? So I can put it in the show notes. www.paulinewin.com.au. Okay. All right. And I will definitely put it in the show notes. So that's Pauline. And it's spelled on your website, you know, N-G-U-Y-E-N, right? Yes, .com.au. .com.au. And are you active on any social media uh, where people can also engage with you or get more? Of um, yes, uh, LinkedIn and Instagram. My Instagram account is a little bit more naughty than LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> That's, awesome. That's awesome. Okay. And do you find you there just under your name? Just, uh, um, uh, yeah, Pauline Wayne for LinkedIn and it's um, Pauline N Speaks in, on IG. That is awesome. That is awesome. Well, any final words for our audience? Anything that uh, we haven't covered that you'd still like to share? Oh, I, I have so much that I haven't covered. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I could no, talk for hours. We're just scratching <laughs> the surface. Be for you. But if I wanted to, um, uh, any last words, I wish for you both a whole lot of love. Love, 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 love. As well as for your audience, thank you for listening. And I wish you love also. Meta, better, better. Thank you. Oh, that is so awesome. Thank you so much for the honor of having you on this show today. You're amazing. You You're are. most welcome. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Overcomers Podcast sponsored by Journey 333. When I am not hosting the Overcomers Podcast, I am working at one of our fitness franchises so that I can continue to help people overcome adversity on a daily basis. That's right. People come to the Journey 333 fitness franchises because they want a coach in their life. They want somebody to help them overcome the adversities of life motivate them to higher levels of greatness, bring out their potential, help them lose weight, get off medications, fight depression, fight anxiety. That's what we do on a regular basis. 
If you feel like you want your life to be about helping more people to overcome their adversities, if you feel like you're an overcomer and you want to create more overcomers, then maybe owning a Journey 333 franchise would be for you. To find out more, go to www.journeyfitness333.com.